Today's episode is brought to you by the Sounds in Cinema podcast. Everything sequel contains explicit language. And why the fudge not, you melon farmer? Hello and welcome to the Everything Sequel Podcast. This is the Planet of the Apes episodes. Episodes? Episode. I don't know. We're ranking. My name is Michael Schantz of the How Dare You Awards. Joining me, the happiest man on planet Earth, Tom Stewart of Lonesome Whistle Productions. Hello, Tom. You bloody bastards. <laughs> There's so many bloodies in Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. It's like a Michael Caine movie. <laughs> I half expected the movie to end with, You're only supposed to blow the bloody world up. <laughs> I won't bury another ape. That was a terrible... I, all of a sudden I turned into Catherine Hepburn for my Michael Caine. Oh, Catherine Hepburn as Alfred. I yeah. like it. Progressive. Norman, Makes you it. old poop. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and uh, you bloody bastards is, is one of those lines that, it, to me, is trying to recreate the magic of a moment from the original yeah, movie right. without sort of coming up with a uh, an equivalent line. <laughs> It almost well, that feels was... like it almost feels like like Charlton Heston was sort of just saying whatever came into his mind. Well, that was one of one of my biggest surprises for the series. First of all, I have a huge surprise for you. First, well, let's, ladies and gentlemen, first let's let our okay, audience let's, know. Let's let's inf- let's infinite regression this. Yes, let's move back and back again. Until we're I now disappear. Look, we're now looking at Mike and Tom podcasting. <laughs> and now we're Mike and Tom podcasting, looking at Mike and Tom podcasting, looking at Mike and Tom podcasting. <laughs> what do they call that? Infinite, infinite, infinite regression. Regression, yeah. So, please explain to the audience, first of all, why are you the happiest man on earth? Um, well... This is a very this series is very personal to me. Um the original Planet of the Apes. By the way, I like the fact that the um the uh plural of Planet of the Apes threw you in the intro. <laughs> because it's unusual you get that plural right of apes. And we're just like, what do you do after that? Um yeah, so the original Planet of the Apes is is in my top ten favorite movies of all time. However, this top is top ten. Wow! Oh, absolutely, hands down. But paws down, uh, <laughs> monkey paws down. Um, <laughs> but uh, yet again, it is a series that I first experienced through the sequels. Oh wow! Okay. So uh, beneath and battle. Uh, so beneath the and battle of. Uh, were the first two apes movies that I saw at an age where I was kind of too young to know I wasn't actually watching Planet of the Apes. So, but you saw the first and the fourth sequels? Yes. First? Yes. Okay. And uh, subsequently, I have so many anecdotes of my memories of watching these movies, which we'll get to when we talk about the, the individual movies. But I suppose, you know... We're not just doing this for my own gratification. In terms of the podcast, this is such an important series of movies. Um, it is the oldest uh, film series we've done so far. Yeah, I think the closest contenders are Jaws and Superman. And as such, um, the the series have a number of devices and conventions and techniques that. Right. We're very familiar with, but we also have to remind ourselves that this is such a formative series that uh, every time we see anything, it's one of the first <laughs> times. Bless you, sir. 
There you go. It's one of the, the first times that it's ever been attempted. Yes. And, and yet these the ways that these movies uh, do um, sequel cinema are still with us today. Are still with us today. And what's interesting is that these movies came out at a time, and especially when you're talking about Beneath the Planet of the Apes, because yeah. they get you know, the, the band back together to an extent. Yes. And sequels at that time were were far more vilified than they are now. They, it was, you know, you were slumming if you were doing sequels. Yeah, yeah but, and Charlton, Charlton Heston, you know, compared he, it to the to the Andy Andy Hardy series. Exactly. Said, and didn't want to do it because didn't. It, was a, it, was a, it was a subset of filmmaking. Well, I have a bit of a surprise for you. And I'm sure our listeners, Tom, I had not seen a single sequel to Planet of the Apes. Interesting. I but have you've not seen the watched, original. I've seen the original several times. Right. And you naturally assumed that the story And I, ended of course, there. watched it in preparation for this, <laughs> as I sometimes do. I mean, uh, it's interesting because we've just done the Halloween series and we talked about how John Carpenter, when he was writing Halloween 2, thought the story had nowhere to go. Yeah. And, you know, we dis- we disputed that. I'm not going to dispute that here. The story <laughs> had nowhere to go <laughs> at the end of Planet of the Apes. Like, right. definitively. Um, Almost... You know, principally, <laughs> but had nowhere to but go. like you said, like I wa- I marveled watching these movies and yeah. seeing what we've come to know as the sequel conventions. Yeah, I was kind of mesmerized by it. Like, I mean, it and really I- struck me that we're seeing the kind of you know uh, the birth of sequeldom as we yeah. know it today. Absolutely. You know, the earliest incarnations. Credit where credit needs to be due. Absolutely. And it's it's not something and I'm glad that we're doing this series as well on this podcast, because it's something it's not what this series is famous for, for basically inventing the modern day idea of a film franchise, which you could definitely argue that it does. And I will. Of course, um, of course. <laughs> uh, but you know, it's famous. You know, it, it's famous otherwise. You yeah. know, it's it's a it, it's a really interesting prop film property because, uh, you know, the original holds so much weight. Um, a lot of people are like you; they don't look beyond that first movie, and you know, even from my perspective, I understand that because it is it is one of the most perfect movies ever made. Why would you? dilute that experience i get it um but uh you know the brand has lasted from the late 60s until now yeah and i can't i don't really know why because it's barely been i mean it's it's barely been rebooted we've had a a trilogy a reboot trilogy and you know an an abandoned single reboot by tim burton but yeah this, Compared this to what series Marvel survived do or a terrible Star Wars or like, Tim Burton reboot. Nothing like that. That's nothing for, to to sort of maintain the brand, and yet it's like the iconography iconography of it is remains culturally relevant. And I guess you know you, you see it's it's kind of drifted into other areas of culture like fashion and you know comedy uh, style. Um. And maybe that's a part of it, but what it's not famous for is being, you know, the inspiration for how we do sequel cinema, you know, up till this very day. So I'm glad that that's specifically what we're going to be discussing. Well, indeed, we are. <laughs> By just and focusing on the uh, on how they keep the series going. Going. And the choices they make are fascinating to me. Yes, exactly. It it is. I mean, it's not just that they have to dig themselves out of the deepest holes you have ever seen. Yes. in cinema. Yeah, 
and purposefully too. If you look at behind, and there's the some scenes, confounding shit trying, in these movies. At every turn, they are trying to end this franchise by what they do in the movie. Well, that was one of my notes. Was that <laughs> it was one of my notes, uh, or my, in my research, it was clear that with every movie they made, except I think for the third, wait. The third to the fourth sequels, I don't think mm. they. I think they, they had planned for that, that fourth sequel, or at least had the, an idea right. in their head that they were going to make another one more. Right. Whereas before, yeah. it was always like, "We're done." <laughs> yes. Yeah. We're done. Oh, the box office is good. We're making another one. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, you know, and and every time they they had, they had. Um, you know that the 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 series was literally dead in the water on more than one occasion right and they somehow revived it through through you know what i would call cinematic ingenuity yes and it's the kind of ingenuity that well it um, reminds me very much of how we talked about uh, in the halloween series as well when we talked about halloween 4 about what you choose to just ignore or address, yeah. you know, and that's a you know again, it's a formative example of um, picking and choosing the mythology, you know, the mythology yeah. that works for for this particular sequel, um, and the the idea that you know you want you want the audience to kind of see it as one continuous movie, but in order to do that, you have to uh, you have to disguise or conceal a lot that's happened in order Mm -hmm. to make that happen. And it's just fascinating. Yeah, we're also in the pre-VHS era. So the filmmakers have the audience over a barrel because they can't go back and check (laughs) plot points that are subsequently Does that help them out? (laughs) Yeah. It's like... Because there's an awful lot of ball dropping in this series. It's the screenwriters going, we're telling you this is how it went. You may remember it differently, but this is how it went. Right. Right. Um, And that that makes it fascinating. um, Fascinating viewing when you're doing it back to back. Because, uh, you know, (laughs) the way that the previous movie is remembered in a subsequent movie changes drastically over the franchise. Yeah. Everyone's relationship to each other's changes. Mm-hmm. What's happened has changed, or you know, more is revealed about it. Uh, less is made of certain things that seem really important. And then we've got everything. Aren't. We have imbasses. We have surrogates. I mean, like this series covers all bases. Sequel inversions. Yeah, yeah, inversions. It's almost as if this is what we invented the terminology for. <laughs> exactly. <on this> show. <laughs> We finally found a text that complements our terminology. To perfectly. my delight, by the way, because this was my first viewing of all of these sequels. You must have sat there with like mouth agape, yeah, or mouth ape, for uh, <laughs> for like for hours and hours. Yes, and it's really interesting because one of my anecdotes involves someone who's in the same position of you like watching these movies uh like i was watch i was watching these movies with someone who'd never seen them before and he was trying to predict what would happen next no well good luck no exactly but his guess (laughs) what his guesses were were really interesting and we'll talk about that later but safe to say this is not you can't (laughs) predict where this series is going ever uh even temporally yeah. <laughs> you don't exactly. even know what century the next movie's going to be in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, by the third movie, we're fucking Star Trek fouring this shit. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, yes. Be- before before it was uh not Before it was in vogue. <laughs> before <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, it's, an, it's, an so it's just like, whatever you think you've done with your sequel, the Planet of the Apes series, yeah. man, they did it fucking first. 
and I don't hear much about it, and that that that's interesting. You yeah. know, uh, no one's, <laughs> you know, no, no filmmaker is coming out and saying, "Well, we wanted to do a, you know, we wanted to do an Escape from the Planet of the Apes on this one." You know, you don't you don't hear that, which is strange because you can you can see the the um, the lineage of. Of you know, I'm talking about big budget Hollywood movies that are in these huge sprawling series that have literally nowhere to go, <laughs> and what do you do? And they and filmmakers are still doing what Planet of the Apes did when faced with the same yeah um, set of circumstances, which t- is fascinating to me. They pull the batshit crazy card, <laughs> yeah, and say, "Let's do this," and. What's also interesting about that, one of the reasons that this is one of my favorite film series, is that there's so much variety within that. No what, yes. what, what no one movie is, you know, no one movie is like the other, and there's a real sense of that you change you you change the kind of movie it is every time, right? Which they, is very purposeful. They as well. Superman I mean, three it. Every time, yeah, and it's not, and like <laughs> Superman three, it's very, it's a very deliberate change in approach and tone every right. single time, uh, based on, you know, audience response and based on, you know, just wanting to do something different, yeah, and and not knowing where to go, <laughs> right. being at an impasse and having to come up with something that takes All right, you down a totally so... different road. You know, obviously, oh, different. Later... Sorry, different highway. There you go. Because well... time, as you know, is like <laughs> moving, <laughs> taking different exits on a highway or motorway, depending on which movie we're talking. Depending about. on which movie we're watching, exactly. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, obviously, we're starting this new series. So we're here to rank and declare, Tom. Yeah. You're in love with this series. How easy or hard was this for you to rank? Um, half of it was hard. Interesting. Uh, yeah, and I, you know, I, I'll I'll leave it at that. So I'm, so that I'm not tipping my hands. But it it may surprise you which half was hard. Mm. So I sound like clickbait now, don't I? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you may be surprised what the answer incarnation, is. Living incarnation, but. I kind of feel the same way you do. Yeah. Because I mean it's interesting to to ask yourself what you appreciate in a yeah. sequel. Right. And this series gives you all the options. It's it's multiple choice. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a multiple choice exam for sequels. A B C and D, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, you, that's it. I mean, you're basically you're profiling yourself as to what kind of a sequel lover you are, mm-hmm. by what you go, which movie you prefer, over over what movie. Um, All right, I am dying to know. Yeah, which movie is at the top of your list? <laughs> the answer may surprise you. Hit me with it. <laughs> okay, so. Tom's rule of three. Now, wait, before you even answer. Oh, God. Like, is this cemented or could it be different on any other day? Uh, Let's say that my top two could flip on any other day. All right. My bottom two, I think, will always will always be where they are. I'm so fascinated. All right. I think you were letting it slip already. Yeah, so. I know. Go ahead. Tom's rule of three rules supreme. It's escape from the planet of the apes. Wow. And yeah, and this again, it, as you alluded to, it's a total. Oh, no, joke. wait. Okay. No. All right. Then you. For some what reason, you, you, what did you think that movie was? <laughs> I I was thinking for so when you said three, I was thinking the third sequel. So my mind was going to Conquest. No, and I was like, wow, big swing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Escape from the Planet of the Apes. 
Be- because the tone of these movies oscillates between zany and apocalyptic. Yes. Uh, I feel that this is the most balanced, satisfied mix of of tone. Yeah. In, uh, I, in... I will declare that I am on your page. Um, Escape from the Planet of the Apes was my favorite. That's fascinating. Yeah. Um, but I have a second one that's real fucking close. Like it me was, too. I went back and forth. Yeah. Several. Like I, I really, really, really had a hard time deciding between the two. But like and, you said, because of the oscillation between yeah. kind of zany or campy or fun and apocalyptic. Yeah. But but what that movie does, especially with the ending. Hmm. Uh, where the tone changes drastically. Yeah. I really appreciated that. Yes. And it made me love that movie. Well, it was still a science fiction film from the 1970s. Yeah. So it has to be ultimately bleak and nihilistic. Right. <laughs> exactly. Or it wouldn't feel exactly. right. For the and time. boy, did they hit the mark on that one. Yeah. But, 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 but you're absolutely right as well. That change, but it that made change me love in it. tone kind of creeps up on you in a way that is is not at all clunky. Right. And the same can't really be said for the rest of these movies in terms of how they manage that balance. I agree. Um, and also, you know, I think of the sequels, this is the best example of what my what I like overall about this series when it when it hits its highs. It's brain food that is thoroughly entertaining. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. I was watching a behind the scenes documentary um on my DVD box set of Planet of the Apes called Behind the Planet of the Apes, which is, it's produced by 20th Century Fox, but it's pretty, like, you know, it, it's it's pretty no-holds-barred in criticizing the movie, so it's actually a really useful watch. Um, and that was, you know, that was the original pitch, the brief, is we, you know, we want, for the original Planet of the Apes, we want an adventure movie that, you know, has some kind of, something intellectual about it too. Mm. And for me, Escape uh, hits that brief the yeah. best of all the, of all the sequels. I mean, I, I was thinking about it in terms of you know, if I was a kid and I went out to the movies on a Saturday night, and I came home and my mom said, uh, "What did you learn?" <laughs> and I went to say I went to see Transformers. Right. I'd be like, robots smash things, and Michael Bay still can't direct a movie after 20 years and all the resources that Hollywood could throw at him. <laughs> if it was Escape from the Planet of the Apes, I'd be like, the basics of infinite regression. <laughs> and my mom would be like, well, how did that come up in the course of the movie? Well, they just told painting me. Of painting of a painting of a yeah. painting of a painting of a painting of a painting. It wasn't really relevant to anything that was going on, but they decided to, talk, to have like a mini lecture in the middle of it. I'm skipping school on Monday. See you in two days. Bye. <laughs> um, so I'm I just gonna go hobo at... jump some trains and get into yeah. some mischief. And it's it's probably the one movie in this series that that recaptures the spirit of the original and what it was trying to do with allegory and kind of fish out of water. Right. Because it's, you know, it's a, it's a straight up. It's an inversion. Yeah. Of planet of the apes. Right. But interestingly, that came from the source novel of planet of the Apes, monkey planet planet by Pierre Boulle, where, you know, it was a man on a planet of apes, but the planet of apes was a was a modern day advanced society, and so they're plugging back into that. Um, and Pierre Boulle actually wrote a treatment for Beneath the Planet of the Apes called Planet of the Men, and mm. so this feels you know this feels more connected to the source material uh, of the series. Interesting. Than yeah, perhaps yeah. some of the others do. Uh, it, but in a way that's not samey or, you know, falling back on um, the same tropes and conventions. It's really, it's inventing new ones. I mean, it... <laughs> right. It it took, the series was dead in the water and it was literally salvaged by this movie. And they got, from from the basis of this, they got two more sequels out of it. I mm-hmm. mean, it's just a remarkable 
it's a remarkable moment in the series and a remarkable movie in its own right, I think. Well, and I think what that movie chooses to do, like you said, gives us the next two sequels. And it's those yeah. sequels that, that, or at least the idea of them, that gave us our most current trilogy. That's it. You know? Yeah. So that's the legacy, you know. Absolutely. It, it gave birth to to what modern audiences know of these movies, uh, probably without ever having seen these original sequels. Absolutely. And, it, you know, in again, interestingly... The, the the modern day apes trilogy the caesar trilogy is never advertised as a remake of these three movies and they right. absolutely are yeah um but you know the filmmakers and the the people behind the publicity don't make anything of that which says a lot about the reputation of these films versus their influence on cinema you know in a real sense it, yeah. which is huge yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, so so we both we both did escape. That's great. So I'm I'm on your three page. <laughs> For once, I'm on your three page. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you want to, Do you want me to go next? Yeah. Let's flip. Let's 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 we'll do a Planet it. of the Apes and flip it around. There you go. My second favorite in the series is the battle. For the Planet of the Apes. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Whoa! You really have seen this for the first time. Whoa! What's your problem? No, hey, there are no I wrong love an- that movie. There are no wrong answers here, Mike. No wrong answers. It's just that nobody in history has ever given that answer. <laughs> You can say nothing about this series that will upset me, but you. But I gotta say that is probably the biggest surprise you could bring to the table. Wow! All right. Do you know how disliked that movie is? I can't imagine why. It's got fucking Sheriff Lobo. <laughs> well, if that's your criteria. No, what I like about it is it's completely straightforward narratively. Yeah. I, I That's what I like about it, too. And I love that about it. But I got to tell you, there are some people who think of it as the, the good day to die hard of this series. Not wow, me. Wow, they're but wrong. There are many, they're wrong. I was, I was going to talk about that specifically saying, you know, I, I don't actively dislike it like, like many people do even fans of the series and just audiences in general do. So I'm so grateful that you... um, I loved it. I'm so grateful that that you see the good in that movie because I see the good in it too. Um, But I'm not going to be as pacific as as you. But not quite as much as I... Not rising to my level? Not rising to your level, but, but that's fine. I mean, as I said, there's nothing, you know, there's nothing you can say... Except that maybe you prefer the Tim Burton version. That would uh, that would. No, um, I do not. <laughs> good, good. good. <laughs> That's a terrible um, movie. It is a terrible movie. Uh, wow. Well, that came out of left field. But <laughs> I feel like I feel like I just woke I up. I can't wait to talk about these movies because I'm so surprised that what you're saying about these movies catching it's, as much or yeah. that movie in particular catching as much shit as it I did. have a, I have a lot of problems with the movie I will say that but um but not not to the uh to the extent that um its reputation outside of the movie does but that's fascinating to hear <laughs> I'm really I'm really grateful that that you you um have a pair of fresh eyes on this because love 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 it you came to this with no preconceptions and and even even i am a little bit affected by uh you know what you've heard yeah what what people say about that movie because some of it is some of it is justified the majority of it isn't though all right but good tell me sir 
You 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 look past the school buzz. Well done. <laughs> that speaks enormously well of you that you can look past a school bus military vehicle. I got no problems st- with it. Steve still sees good. Wow. <laughs> Is it the battle or battle? It's just battle, right? Battle for the planet of the apes. Okay. Yeah. Did the I say the of the I think you said I think you said that this is something we're going to have to get to grips with as well. Yeah. The these titles when you say them out loud these titles are not set in stone. Right. Because you have to make sense of them in your own head. In your own head. With, They're with unwieldy tense and plural. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And con- sentence construction and it always comes out a little differently. <laughs> Heard. Again, I'm not, you know, I am not going to be a purist about this at all. <laughs> All wow. right. What is your second favorite in the series? Wait a minute. Did you say that battle could have been your top? I did. Oh, for... wow. <laughs> I loved it. Are you sure you just weren't happy that they were over? I swear to it's God. like an end of school kind of, like... <laughs> I, lo- I, 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 I fucking love that movie. Great. You know how I feel about narrative. I do. I do. And you know what? I, you're right. You're right. It, it is. Well, we'll talk about it when we talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Because I've still got to say where I put it as well. And whether it's good or bad. Um. My, well, the next on my list. I'm, and now I feel like, you know. <laughs> Like, like, like a really boring person now, but uh, uh. it is. Uh, we're going beneath the planet of the apes. All right. Um, and the only but reason that's the this... thing is that I I could I, I like for the most part these movies are really close to me. Yes. Yes. Um, even though, like you, I think Escape from the Planet of the Apes actually really is kind of a a step above everything else. Yeah, I agree. But e- except when it comes to, ironically, ape costumes, right? Which is one of the stranger ironies. <laughs> the best sequel yeah. has the worst ape outfits. Yeah, but. But, but, you know, uh, in terms of what we were talking about earlier, in terms of uh, everything that, that uh, modern-day sequels build out of, I can't yeah. ignore that that movie sets in motion so much that other sequels have borrowed from. Um, it also, on a personal But the level... only reason that, that battle becomes so close for me is, like I said, because I, I love a good narrative and this, this story makes sense. And there's a lot in these movies that doesn't make sense. Yeah. But like you, I can appreciate the things that don't make sense. So, but I'm going to let you talk about beneath a little bit if you want. Yeah, just just a little bit. Um, the only reason this didn't take top spot for me, uh, it's kind of a mirror image of Halloween Two. Yeah. If it was just the second half of the movie that I was basing my rankings on, I'd absolutely put it at the top. At the top. Um, the first half of the movie is, frankly, a speed through of the original. Yeah, but that's what <laughs> I mean, that's what and, down, and you know that's they, what downgrades they make no it bones for me. about that. That's like, what downgrades it for me, and that's yeah. why four is above it. Yeah. So I may but, as well announce that beneath the Planet of the Apes is my third. Is is beneath battle? Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, beneath but, is beneath battle. But honestly, the second half of that movie, it's experimental, it's ambitious, it takes Oh, I have a note here that says this movie just dropped acid. It takes cinema, (laughs) it takes the series and cinema down a road it has never been before. Yeah, absolutely. It's perhaps the most fitting introduction to a decade of science fiction cinema that will be the bleakest you will ever get. Right. In history, in yes. Hollywood history, 
And it's all there from... Uh, this is a movie made like made in 1970, and it tells you everything you need to know about science fiction cinema in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Like, on day one, they told you what it was all going to be. Well, that's what's so interesting <laughs> to me about that movie is that, the, you know, the like you said, the first half is just a retread. And in yeah. that way, it's repetitive and a little bit boring. And then yes. all of a sudden, the, like, the gas pedal goes to the floor. So juxtaposing the two halves of that movie to me, like it's it's so crazy that like you, I almost like, you know, I but I I love a good narrative. So that's why four jumps to the so close to the top for me. But I really respect like the batshit craziness of this movie. Yeah. The tone of it, especially in that second half, uh, yeah. it, like, well, I, I don't want to talk about it too much. No, until no, we, no. Until we talk, I about know the exactly movie, what but, you're talking about. Yeah. And I have exactly <laughs> but, the same feeling. Um, it's yeah, it it is definitely it, it's it it starts off so unremarkably and then becomes so remarkable. Yeah, that you have to give it credit, but. You can't ignore the first half of that movie because it, it, it it's it's dry as a bone. Right. <laughs> There's nothing new there. And then all of a sudden you're sucking on the marrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, so um we'll we will we'll talk about that and uh, I have a tremendous amount to say, but uh it it's it's it ranks highly, even though I know there are structural problems right. with it. Yeah, me too. But I also forgive it more than I do say, you know, a movie that would do this in 2000 or 1990, because it is very early on mm-hmm. in movie sequel history, and even the well, idea that's of what's a, most the so idea fast, of a that's film what's... series is is yeah. still. We're still we're in the infancy here. The children, you can tell that that first half is just just I'm trying to figure out what the hell do we do. But that's what's so fascinating about the movie is that the first half of it feels like okay, this is how we do it, guys. Right? Like, isn't this how we should do it? How, this is how we make a sequel. All sequels should be like this, right? And then I swear to God, somebody stuck a firecracker up their asshole and was like, "Let's do this." Yep. And then the movie just goes to eleven, right? And so, to have the, to have both those things happening yeah. in one movie is insane yeah. to me. It is. It's an. Ins- it's it's. It's a, crazy. It's it's a it's a legitimately crazy movie. All right. Well, we now know what's at the bottom of my list because I I gave. I, oh yeah, I, you, you, you know you, conquest. So conquest oh. is at the bottom for me. So now, before you, hmm. between you conquest, and, conquest and battle, yeah, what's three? What's four for you? Uh, well, I'm gonna go next. I'm gonna go conquest. Oh wow! Battle at the bottom, Tom. Battle at the bottom, yeah. Which is how <laughs> history is not on your side here, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> They're all wrong. I'm telling you. I know we're dealing They're with alternate timelines, wrong. but there is, as as I understand, no alternate timeline in which most people, in which Battle of the Planet of the Apes is most people's favorite second favorite. <laughs> um, con- so here's why Conquest is is low and not at the bottom for me. The political ideas in this movie are beyond what you even get today in the most sophisticated piece of Hollywood fantasy cinema. Mm. There is literally a scene in this movie where they talk, where, where, you know, um, what's his name? McDonald asks Caesar, what are you going to do? And he replies, all that's left, revolution. Mm -hmm. To express that in a Hollywood movie in any era... I am in such awe of this movie, but it's also undeniable that it fumbles the ball at the touchline mm-hmm. and walks that back in a way that you can't ignore. 
It's also probably tonally the most off balance yeah, of the movies. Exactly. And there are times when it is just so kitsch in its execution that there's a lot of laughable moments that weren't meant to be laughable. So there's that. And then on top of it, for me, narratively, this movie just chooses to ignore shit that has been brought up in other movies, which I also kind of respect and like about it. But yeah, um, but it just fucks shit up. But this this movie, like, like thinking about it, this even though it walks it back at the eleventh hour, this movie almost endorses a radical socialist revolution. <laughs> I, know. I mean, if that if if we were judging it on that alone, it would be on top of my list. But it's almost worse that it doesn't make it to the, you know, it doesn't make it to the touchline. Mm-hmm. And there are things there are things in execution that just simply don't work for me. Yeah, uh, this, no, but, I agree with that. But it's it, <laughs> like it's it's really interesting to if you think about like what's the safest move you could make at this point in the series, and they actually come up with something so risky. It had never been attempted in Hollywood cinema before, nor since. <laughs> That's how this series rolls. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, I, I got some some key points to talk about for Conquest, but uh, I will save it for later. Fair enough. But it's a, it's a flawed. Big... It's a. It's definitely a very flawed movie. Noticeably so. Yeah. But is it good? We'll find out. Where do well, you so stand, yeah, ba- sir? Battle, battles at the bottom of my list, and, and right, right, right. All I wanted to say about that is, I, I think, I think we're on the same page when it comes. You want to, to apologize? Admit no. you're wrong. No, because rethink it, <laughs> and no one will hold it against me. You are literally <laughs> out. You are on the island of the apes here, Mike. Never mind the planet of the apes. You are on an island. You're on a fucking asteroid of the apes. I'm on that island uh, of Doctor Moreau that. <laughs> <laughs> Who's to say that's not on the Planet of the Apes? We only right. see yeah, one yeah, village yeah. in the whole fucking but it was, series. You know, it's the, it's Marlon Brando's version. That's the one I'm on. Yes. Yeah. Uh, all I'll say is it's a like what I really like about it is that the the parts of it that are in the Ape City, it's like a really good one act play. Mm-hmm. The chamber drama within that within yes is excellent and you simply don't need anything that happens outside going back to the forbidden zone for me was a big mistake and that's where i do chime with the the criticism of the movie which is centered around that i think you've got every every conflict every dynamic every every piece of drama you need is within that ape city uh, you don't need what is outside it, and I think I understand the I understand the urge to to wrap up the whole franchise, which is yeah. what I think they're trying to do by tying. Because back by the time this movies. movie comes out, they know they're going to yeah. a, a television series. Yes, um, so I understand why they did it, but in a way, they they screwed themselves because the the drama within the Ape City is better when it's contained in there because, you know, it doesn't change the stakes of anything. Mm-hmm. The stakes, you know... It's Remain like, the same. Yeah. If this goes wrong, you get Planet of the Apes. If you don't, you get some kind of utopia. Those are the stakes and they're all in the city and nothing that happens outside the city affects that at all. That's right. my big problem with it. All right. Uh, wow. Okay. And apparently, none of that bothers me. Apparently, that's a controversial view in this <laughs> on the island of Doctor Moreau. <laughs> I'm just saying, none of it bothers me. You're not wrong, but neither are you. I love it. Yeah, I love it so much. Because there's something about there's so, what I liked. What I liked about like the Forbidden City part and it coming to the apes 
in you know where you, you, like the ape city. What I they like call about it an ape city, but it's a village. Yeah, it's a village. But <laughs> but what I like wants. about it is this idea of even within the strife within their own community, they have to find a way to even work working on opposing yeah, sides. They, yeah, that that does need to be an outside threat. I, I acknowledge yeah, that. But right. But the outside threat is not threatening, and that's a big problem. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. Now there you've got me. <laughs> there you absolutely have me. Because of money constraints, we see the same tree blown up 43 times. All of that's true, but... But please, you know, please don't lose the the your your desire to defend. I'm not the good of this movie. Fuck because no. I... You, know, you know what? And I don't mean this in a bad way at all. People will think I will. <laughs> Go ahead. It feels to me like a cinematic version of Little House on the Prairie. And I love that series. Actually, I think you you, I think yeah, I I'm not taking offense to that. No, and I I love that TV it, series. I yeah, love... it doesn't change my mind. No, nope. but but you're absolutely right. There are actual scenes from there's scenes that are very similar to an episode of Little House on the Prairie that I specifically I think, remember. I'm thinking of Scrooge right now. Is that the Coming Home episode of Little House on the Prairie? Yes, it's the Coming Home episode. I thought I thought it was good. <laughs> I thought like a better ending to this would be sort of John Houston as the lawgiver and I was run, say, running like, over a hill. Yeah, bo, bo, this movie has bo, John bo, Houston as an bo, orangutan. Bo, bo, bo. Come on. It's Actually, you could good. end it with those ki- those um, ape and human children running over a hill, and it would look. Fu- it would <laughs> you would totally read. Yeah. As being from this movie. All right, friend. Ooh. Down to the nitty gritty. Yeah. How do you want to do it? Uh, chronologically, that's what we usually do, right? Yeah, usually. Yeah. But which is which is harder to do? <laughs> I mean, chronologically in release order. Uh huh. Let's not get into like when these movies. No, are set not in not the history. not the, their own times. No. Because <laughs> we wouldn't even know where to start. <laughs> right. Beneath. The. <laughs> no, it's just beneath, isn't it? Because we already have the the from the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, it's beneath the Planet of the Apes. Okay. I'm saying good. Good. <laughs> and Escape, I think we're both saying that's a good movie, right? It's a, it's a great movie. All right, then. Conquest, sir. Good. Me too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you're going all good? I am. <gasps> oh, this was a game day decision, but I cannot say there is not enough good in Battle for the Get Planet. Get the Rays. fuck out of here. I cannot say there is not enough good oh. in... <laughs> Battle for the Planet of the Apes. I'm game show hosting you here, Michael. <laughs> you have won Excellent. a not prize of yes, is what I did. Good. Yeah. It's good. They're it's all good. good. I got it. Everything that's bad about this movie is at the fringes. Yeah. Of the and movie. there's just, like you said, what's going on in with the apes is so good. Yes. That I think it could overcome anything else. Well, it, it, yeah, well, it has to, and does, it has no choice. (laughs) (laughs) It's a simple, yeah, it's, it's, and I realized I was talking literally when I said fringes, because we're dealing with a group of people who have quite prominent fringes. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes, indeed. Where their skin ends. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, I'm well, delighted. Well, I was really curious if you were going to be all good, and I suspected you were going to be. 
Yeah. And I nearly wasn't. I I I I have issues. I have got. I'm right on the line with battle. Right on the line. See, I'm right on the line for conquest. That's great. Well, then that makes it interesting without either yeah. of us having to play devil's advocate. Yeah. And I could because... almost convince myself to be on the line for beneath just yeah. for the first half. That's a lot to answer. Again, it's but like the second half is so fucking amazing that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's a rocket ship. I'm yeah, like, I mean, I can't call. I can't. I there's no way I could call it a bad movie. If you told me that, uh, <laughs> if you told me that Ted director Ted Post died during filming and was replaced by Dennis Hopper, right? Exactly. I would believe you. Yes, yes, <laughs> or David Lynch. <laughs> absolutely the prepubescent david lynch could have made that absolutely right oh i'm delighted by all of this i'm so happy right now yeah all right anything left for you before we move on to beneath the planet of the apes no no let's uh let's, let's get do there. it yeah i'm excited all right ladies and gentlemen what You're going to you enjoy think? my last quotable. <laughs> Without oh, knowing it, I've picked the selling perfect. It. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, what do you think of the Planet of the Apes series? Please, by all means, tell us your rankings. Declare good or bad. How do you feel about these movies? I want to know. Tom needs to know. <laughs> Find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. By all means, please send us an email to everythingsequel at gmail.com. For Tom Stewart of Lonesome Whistle Productions, I am Michael, Michael Shantz of the How Dare You Awards. Say goodbye, Tom. Well, we're all radiated, but at least we're active. <laughs> there's a little bit, there's a... Uh, a little bit of punnery from Battle of the Planet there of the Apes. There you go. Battle Solid. For the, Battle for the Planet of the Apes? Who four. knows? Wait. Yeah, I think four. Battle Battle four, yeah. Makes more sense. Slightly. Yes, Battle four. We're going to talk a lot about Virgil. Oh, yeah. You will get no complaints to me about Paul Williams' Virgil. Oh, amazing. And what's amazing, too, is the second... He even speaks. If you did, like, because of the makeup, yes. but you're gonna go, hey, that's Paul Williams. <laughs> this little Enoch. Yeah. <laughs> that's the guy who voices all the kids in Bugsy Malone. <laughs> it's little Enos. <laughs> Enos, not Enoch. Sorry. Yeah. That's all a right. Joke. That won't be the last time we talk about Burt Reynolds, though. Nope. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned. Beneath the Planet of the Apes is coming up next. 